Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for making your way to track to this side for our next session with um, our speaker, Nongwebo McKenzie. She is a presenter at Ukozi FM. Her subject matter will be on language and culture. As we all know, or as all, uh, we should all know, we ought to know that Ukozi has the largest um, audience figures in South Africa in terms of QM which is extraordinary, I believe about 7 million odd, which is 7.5, you know, she's correcting me pr proper. Um, <laughs> um, I, I hope and I believe we will um, maybe perhaps um, get some enlightenment on how are you guys able to pull through such an unbelievable cumulative audience. It's an amazing success. Um, so over to you, Nongrebo. Welcome. Sanbonan. We need something to warm us up here. A, a warmer Sanbonan Ninjani. Or should I say Dumelang? Because I am, you know, like Zulu people, we are uncompromising. When other people come to our province, same thing when we go to other provinces. Um, thank you very much for attending the session of Language and Culture on Nukwazi FM. Um, I'm very lucky and very privileged to work for what I call the big bird. That's who we work for. 7.5 million listeners. That's the number of people that tune into our station. People tend to attribute this to Balinga Bandabakulumisizulu as South Africa. Um, and I challenge that. It's not because Balinga Bandabakulumisizulu. Quite literally, Ukozi FM is the mother of African language services radio as we know it. Um, radio in South Africa started in 1924. That's when PBS radio started in 1924. 1941, brief history. 1941, um, a need is identified to communicate with what was then called the natives. It was World War II, a message needed to be communicated in the context of the native as a soldier. And K.E. Masinga fell into that completely by chance. Um, the version that I've heard from people that worked with him was literally, he was sent from home to Durban to buy some groceries, and on the way, he bumped into a notice. They were looking for somebody to do a broadcast, wartime um, updates, two minutes per day, two minutes in a 24-hour clock, and this is how King Edward Masinga became the very first radio announcer in African languages. That happened in 1941. 1960, Radio Zulu was born. You will notice we are celebrating our 58th birthday this year, and you will notice that all other radio stations are younger than us because the likes of Radio Metro were born from us. The, the need for Elisedi and Mutsuading all came from the success that was Radio Zulu. 1995-1996, we were renamed to Ukozi because the message became more inclusive. Post-1994, the atmosphere is different, it's more inclusive. Let's not be segregational in our approach, let's be more inclusive in our approach. And that's how Ukozi FM was born. Very brief history on Ukozi FM. <laughs> Got 
I clicked too fast and it now restarted. But that's a, a brief history of what Ukhoza is about. You'll hear how the noise, not the noise, the sound changes as you progress through the decades of Ukhoza FM from a very traditional sound. You'll hear um, from other clips that I'll, that I'll um, share with you, how the sound changes from a very distinctly Isizulu sound to a more inclusive sound. But that doesn't mean we have lost that. It just means we found a way to re-engineer it. I don't know if you've had the privilege to see this advert on TV. So, this is tell us about yourself. I hold two degrees. I did my master's in the United States of America. So what do we stand for? I had a discussion with somebody a few years ago um, and they were very upset saying that Ukozi is no longer sounding like the traditional radio station that it should be. We are not a traditional radio station. We're an Isizulu radio station. But we do culture and we do tradition so well on our radio station that people regard us as a traditional radio station. Um, we are, in fact, as I think we all attended Chris's session, Chris Maruleng's session, we are, in fact, under the PBS umbrella of radio stations um, at the SABC. So our mandate is to inform, educate, and entertain. But what our bosses, our bosses like to do is they like to bring the educate to, to before the inform. So we educate, inform, and then entertain. And that is how we keep the golden thread of culture woven throughout our programming, our music, radio drama, literature, various ways. That is why we're not Radio Zulu, we are Ukozi. We are an Isi Zulu radio platform. We provide information, education, and, and entertainment in the Isi Zulu language. How do we do this? Through music. This is how we sound currently. <laughs> February Undasa, inyanga, yukina, kuikota, yukali, abona agiskatu tisamba ganga ganani. Luamba pambi.
Patola, Akubutle, Sipalengo, Maya, Kate, Akubutle, Sitolingo, my eighteen, Madame Badam, by Scott, ten minutes to twelve, one of Sagazo, causing Bingalele, Wamgelegonum Sagazo, causing Lonuselo, Ezinga Sose, Zabun, Sponga Kulu, Gunjomanica, Tesina, Lonuselo, Indomiso, Gupagula, and Perfumule, Guabalukunuguti, and Gipume, and Mutuni Bingisling, Gitumisa, and Gitumisa, Naming, Gitolutin, Gonzaging, or Gumpefumule, Ingomesim Nandi, Egatela La Paratiga, eleven and a half past eleven, Glona Uselo, Indomiso, Unjomanag. Uba nawe njalonge sondo pakatika 8 and a half past 11 Njalonge sondo guona ge umsaganzo ukozi Luamba pambi Because <laughs> Sio sangana. Yabona nje agisi nje kuwa ngana itolo masubu itolo. Sibe sikuwe kakifuti no selo lue tu njengo kwe njwaelo. Luamba pambi. Yes. Township one more time. fast instead of pausing I started again so what you would have heard there is the first show is the gospel show in Dumiso the second show would have been the show that I used to host which was the Sunday mid-morning show after that would have been our choir music show or choral music show and after that our jazz music show I wonder if you noticed the golden thread that it was purely South African music we are mandated and we are monitored by ICASA on how much local music we play and despite all the noise that surrounded the 90% local music the reality is that we play 70% local music, minimum 70% local music. And that is one of the ways in which we infuse culture into the broadcasting that we do on a daily basis. Music is just one element of the content that we use, but this is how it's been used previously. I'm playing two clips at the same time, forgive me. I'm trying to stop the other one. I'm going to pause that there. That is how music shows were introed way back then. It was introed by traditional music groups that would derive, for lack of a better word, izibongo for the different music presenters. So depending on what the different music presenters were famous for, they would give them izibongo. So when that person would go on air, they would either have izibongo that they have given themselves and as well as what the audiences have given them. And a lot of music groups actually did that. Um, Lady Smith Black Mambaza, for example, had an entire montage of songs that they put together and collated for Ukozi FM and for the different presenters. That was That was completely um, dedicated to Ukozi FM. And that's another way that culture was infused. I, last year, discovered that I've got an entire album <laughs> named after me. And it's because of the appreciation of Zadila Don't Laugh. Um, and it, it happens with many, Lady D, I don't know how many people know Dudu Koza. Dudu Koza is an, an, an amazing, amazing radio presenter, one of our legends um, on Ukozi FM. She's got 
tons of songs. Skameza, the gentleman that I, that I work with. And once you've been recognized by a Maskandi artist on Isizulu Radio, then, Mama, I made it. Because that is the recognition of who we really, really are. And it happens with the station, it happens with um, individual presenters as well. We've got Sikiyangangoma. Sikiyangangoma was started, not was started, was really curated into being by Upitabul Nzimant. You know how Zulu people, there's a joke going around on the internet saying, um, I don't know if you heard, um, the report says, I'm not saying that this is what he said, the report says, Isilusama Bandla said, um, he's going to take all people of KZN, Amazulu, and go away with them because we're just done with the petrol price, we're just done with everything. And there's a joke during the round saying, Susabane, currency, I took to Iland. I'm going to take all the R's and we make them to Iland. Um, and Iskiyangangoma was done by Upitabul Nzimande, P.W. Podloza Welcome Nzimande, because we obviously miss out all the enunciations of the words. But he really curated that show into being, and it's grown into, I don't think, Zandile, we can ever, 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 ever have Ukozi without Iskiyangangoma, because that is the premium traditional music show in South Africa. The number of awards that the show has won, the number of awards that the presenters have won for that show on various um, award shows, it's absolutely phenomenal, but it came into being through this gentleman. So if you want to know how the Maskandi genre really, really grew more than two legs, that is how Skiangangoma started off sounding. That would have been in the 1980s, early 90s. And Ungizwe Nko Simkunu, Nopega Mkunu, did the show for quite a while after Uchata and Ungizwe did it. And that is their flair and flavor. But the beautiful thing about culture is that culture is not static. And culture is not stagnant. Culture is evolving. Culture flows. And for the first time, we now have two women hosting Sikiangangoma. <laughs> I've got my own radio station on loop. So, what is evident there is that the music has not changed. But the culture, trends, what's happening. We're seeing more women. I mean, if you compare in the 1970s and the 1980s, how many women radio presenters were there? If you compare the, just the 
the dynamics in the industry, internationally, not just locally. It's a big thing to have two women hosting a traditional music show. It's a big thing for them to be acknowledged. And in fact, Zim Dola, who is Zimi Pibiela, actually was hosting last year, Amanjonjo Gamaskandi, which is an industry dominated by men, but we've got women at the forefront of what really, really Ukozi FM is, is known for, and I think that's a brilliant achievement. And that is how we keep ebbing and flowing with tradition and is still infusing culture into Ukozi FM. And that's how we do it through music. Let's look at how we do it through other avenues that are available to us. In Kinselasem Kungundlov, I grew up um, with my gran, and I had three uncles, and they were in the prime of their young days, of their youth. So they'd get paid, and they'd go on spending sprees, and my gran always used to say, and I never used to know what was, but I knew that there's a thing called It's a book that was written by Cyril Lincoln Sibusi in 1961. It was, once upon a time, a set book in schools. It's listed as one of the 100 greatest pieces of literature in Africa, and it was first aired on Ukozi FM. We have a legend, Tobazani Kabalemba Dada, Nen. Lots of words. The word Ingulaz, which is the term for HIV and AIDS. We credit having that word. We credit having a Zulu lexicon, Isi Zulu lexicon, to this man. He, was, he had a doctorate in, in literature, and he started off at Ukozi FM as a translator a news translator. Back then, broadcasters used to do a myriad of things, not just going on air as we do now. They used to do the translations, they used to do the radio bulletins, they used to do everything. And that's how he joined the, the SABC and joined Radio Bantu in 1971. And he brought to life so much in terms of the literature that's available to us and also in terms of the radio drama. And the radio drama is such an integral part of African language services radio. How radio dramas came into being was that we had to code messages because when the picture is, is painted of how broadcasters and presenters used to work then is they would sit in one portion of the studio and somebody monitoring what they were saying would sit on the other side because obviously we lived under a, a different dispensation at that time. So there was really no freedom of speech because anything and everything that they said was actually being monitored. Are you spreading um, an anti-apartheid message on air? Are you using the platform to, pro to promote an anti-government propaganda message? So everything that they said was monitored. So the presenters of that time, which is why they are so respected, found these very clever ways of playing with words, playing with phrases, to make sure that to make sure that literally it means to jump over, literally. So that's what they would do. And that's how the radio drama was, was, came into being, to share our stories, to share our perspectives that literally could not be found anywhere else besides in communities. What K.E. Masinga said when he was interviewed about how, what he saw the role of radio as being, he said radio stopped hearsay. Radio gave people the truth in their language. And the radio drama was one of the ways that they did that. One of the radio dramas that Ukabalembatata um, was very well known for was this Tausengandol. I'm not sure how many of us in here can understand this Zulu, but I think you'll be able to pick it up. How the narration of the radio drama is not just the telling of the story. It's set in a courtroom. This man is accused of, of stealing 10 sheep. But the entire narration goes through teaching about what theft is in Isizulu culture, marrying that to criminal law, which he explains before he actually gets into the story. And that's how we infuse this whole 
cultural education, as well as the inform, educate, and entertain aspect of radio. ownership Galentela Gumteto, Salanja, Lubalula, Lokogbani, Umta Figelege, Egutlung Lueni, Wamalungalo Ark. Gambe, Umteto, Abuinina, Masculangum Teto, Ilo, Yin Leona, Umteto Pela. We also see classes yalo, Gumbez, Laulo, as a Sungulez in Zuazakona, Hilazo Patimanta, as big you and Pagatinubas party. Polezos Patimanta, and Abbez on Azipina, Kululange, And that is how it was done, and that is how it is still done. Although now, this is how radio drama sounds. That is how we've kept the radio drama alive. That is how we've kept the culture, because literally, people in rural areas until today, will actually sit around the actual radio and listen to radio. So we've kept that culture. It's the radio soap, and people will follow it episode to episode. I used to host the show that used to start um, immediately after the radio drama. And if by any mistake, any mistake, you cut it at 24 minutes instead of playing the 25 minutes, the emails that would go flying into Zandile's inbox because we messed with a very key part of radio culture, so to speak, in terms of African language services radio. But in keeping that culture, Sikumba <laughs> So how that radio drama starts, I'm relying on um, our technician to lower the volume because instead of stopping, I just loop it. So how that radio drama starts is, by the way, just to set the scene, the one is called Iskumba Sepubesi, the one is called Ibelzabul. They're both romantic in nature. They tell the tales of two lovers. The one is about somebody who's educated and is dating a young schoolgirl. The other one is about 
two young people that are dating. There's a feud between two men of Escortes Fanayo that are trying to woo the same woman. And the, the difference, though, in how the two radio dramas start is that Iskumba Sepubesi starts with a whole acknowledgement of Abantu Bawazul. For those people who understand Isizulu in the room, you would have picked that up, that every single program started with a salutation. Every single program started with an, with an acknowledgement of your being Zulu. It started with an acknowledgement and an instilling a sense of pride in who you are as a Zulu person. Again, that golden thread of culture being woven through in all our platforms. As a radio station, we obviously partner in various events. And we've got to try and strike a balance in terms of the events that we partner with, in terms of the events that we sponsor, in terms of the events that we align ourselves to. In as much as we do have an urban audience, we also have to remain true to our roots. This is one of my absolute favorite events in terms of how it is produced, in terms of the message that it conveys about who we are. This is Amanchon Jogamaskandi. This is a manchon jogamaskandi. I don't know. Flip, can you see? Let me try and fast forward it a bit to where they zoom in. Oh. Amanchon jogamaskandi is an annual awards event that awards maskandi artists for their brilliant performance. We get South African Traditional Music Awards that encompass all traditional music in South Africa. And we get music concerts where Maskandi artists perform and so on and so forth. But this is the grandest production of Maskandi music in South Africa. I, you know, I, I, I say that, I, I feel undisputedly, because it is an absolute brilliant representation of our culture. And this is one of the station events that we sponsor and that we partner with just to showcase the brilliance of South African music and to show the fusion. The, this clip just shows um, there's, I don't want to say factions, but there's groups, not factions, there's groups, northern groups, southern group, further inland of Maskandi because in how they play the guitar, in how they pronounce the words, in how they do their dances, it demonstrates which area they come from. This is from the Umkomazi area and they're called Amapenanyao. And this is their performance at the, um, at the Amancha Jogamaskandi Awards. And this is just one of the ways, again, that we keep that culture alive. You'd be amazed. We think Umaskandi is music that is enjoyed by the older generation. And that's not the case. There are many people, many, many, many people who are age 25 to 35 to 45 who absolutely love Umaskandi. And in partnering with such events, this is how we again make sure that we weave that golden thread of culture through all our programming and through all our station touch points. In 2017, the Zulu Monarch led an entire year-long range of celebration um, recognizing the Zulu nation in its existence for 200 years. And Isilo Samabandla, King Zulitini, um, has been in power for 45 years. And as the station, we obviously parted, partnered in that. So we'll partner as well in different commemorations in Kupo to honor the history of the Zulu nation. And this uh, very important keepsake, let me try and zoom into that if I can. I can't find my zoom. There we are. Okay. An important keepsake of African language services radio is the radio calendar. 
Literally, if you drive with the calendar, with the presenter's calendar, and it's in your back seat, and people can see into your back seat, you will be stopped, and you will be asked to offload that calendar. There was a, there's a cameraman who works at ETV, um, Neil Roth, and he said he happened, just purely by chance, to have gotten hold of these calendars from a colleague at SABC who was a cameraman, and he went to the petrol station with these in his, back, in, in his boot. And he said by the time he left the petrol station, he had no more calendars. They are that important. I think we print about 500,000 calendars, and there are never, ever, ever enough calendars to go around. So this is one of the ways in which we honored the 45 years of King Zulitin Isidosamabandla's rule as the current Zulu monarch, but also 200 years of um, the Zulu nation being in formal existence as we know it. And we were all um, dressed in our Zulu finery, in all our beadwork, saslobile, that's, that's the term, saslobile sivunulile, those are the proper terms. But also, um, if ever you have the chance to look at an Ukozi FM calendar, all the months are always in Isizulu. Whatever content we include, whatever message it might be, whatever thing we put in the calendar is always also in Isizulu. Again, if infusing those cultural touch points, there are many touch points, literature, music, everything that you can conceive of that we use to communicate our culture, we use it as Ukozi FM to make sure that we stay true and we stay committed to, um, to the longevity of our culture. We're celebrating 58 years this year. It's no small feat to celebrate 58 years. It's no small feat to celebrate 58 years with a 7.5 million, 7.5 million people tune into Ukozi FM. It's a big responsibility. It's not a small responsibility. Every time as a presenter, you switch on that mic, you are under so much scrutiny because I made such a silly mistake. I think it was my second show. Um, there's old ants which is a reed mat. No, eat ants, which is a reed mat. And I went on air and I said, something, 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 eat ants. Eat ants is a completely different thing. It's a nocturnal activity. Okay. It's a nocturnal activity between two consenting adults. <laughs> and I went um, that morning and I accidentally replaced the I with the U, and the following day, unfortunately, I, was, I had to be away from work. So I started the show, it was on the Monday, on the Tuesday, I made that mistake. On the Wednesday, I happened to not be at work, and somebody tweeted, Basically, the person was saying, gosh, she made such a horrible mistake. It's, it was explicit language for morning radio. She's been suspended, thank God, we hope she learns a lesson. Every time you open that mic, because we are entrusted, we are custodians as Ukozi, of maintaining the integrity. You mispronounce a word. Something is not depicted correctly in terms of how it's narrated, in terms of how it's explained. We have shows where it will be explained how you, you build amakukwan, those um, traditional Zulu huts. You get one thing wrong there. You're under so much scrutiny because as Ukozi FM, we have the honor and the responsibility to make sure that we communicate, we inform, we educate, and lastly, entertain, maintaining the integrity of our culture. That is how we try to do it. That is how we've tried to do it, and I'd like to think we are doing it right. We've got 7.5 million people who believe we are. Thank you very much. No, I'm not obsessed with the mic. This is just for podcasting purposes. <laughs> if I communicate without it, then we can record it. Um, oh, yes, we will be taking questions. Um, uh, just as um, an, a note 
of honor to Ukozi, really, for 7.5 million listeners. Thank you for educating us on the origin and the evolution of Ukozi. We had no idea that basically it was a precursor to African language radio stations, and that was quite enlightening. Um, and it's journey to contemporary South Africa, where you're still number one, which is extraordinary. Um, and the running theme that, I mean, I got to extract from your presentation is the cultural interplay that you play on how you influence the audience, now the audience influences you. Yep. And it creates a great sense of ownership. And that's why they feel they have a stake, and hence the tweet that you elaborated about, which is quite powerful. Really, really, really. I haven't had goosebumps about reading in a long, long time. And uh, finally, just as the last point, is the tapestry that I think runs through Ukozi FM. You have, a, you have a very strong discernment of the Zulu culture. It's really extraordinary. You have a deep understanding of your heritage and typical to your origin of Ushaka and so on. A great sense of pride oh, definitely. and leadership. And you keep leading the way. And for that, I think congratulations, man. You guys are doing amazing radio. And a great sense of conquering. Yes. And a great sense of conquering. Cool. Okay, cool. We're going to take a few questions. Who wants to ask? Cool. Hello. Thank Hi. you for the presentation. Um, we supply and create, if you want to call it, commercial content for COSI and for the other ALS stations in the form of branded content soapies like Absaville, like Makarapa City, places like that. And I don't know if this is the right form to ask the question, but my question is about receiving content that is station appropriate, culturally appropriate, language appropriate. And because you create your own soapies, which come from the station, and you also accept, if you like, advertiser-funded programming, which I hate the word for, but branded content, how do you integrate what you receive, and I'm not talking about ads, I'm talking about entertainment, edutainment, as we would call it, with your own programming? Because it's not an ad, and it's not your programming, but it actually comes across um, as programming, because it's, it's edutainment, you're not switching off, you're switching in. D does the station have a policy, um, or is it a specifically time, like you'll say, well, the features that come from outside will happen on this and that time. We often find that um, we, we're squashed into, say, a Thursday afternoon between 2 and 3, which seems not to be the most popular time of day. But how, how do you receive it from a station point of view? Do you like it? Do you want it? Do you appreciate it? Um, if, if it is because we do create it, we listen to the station, we broadcast, monitor, and stuff like that. So it, it is appropriate, but how do you as a station receive that branded content from the outside? Thank so you. just to explain how we approach the, the planning of our content, because people would not understand um, why certain programming is placed at certain time slots, why it works there, why it doesn't work there. First of all, we follow what is called a thematic approach. So nothing that happens on air happens randomly. Um, there's a national calendar, for example, Youth Month, without fail, will be Youth Month. But as a station, we are mandated and we are monitored and our license is renewed on the basis of several criteria, se several themes rather, as well as criteria. And those themes form part, actually form part of, the, of that criteria. For example, nation building. So we can never, ever go on air and say, ah, I'm a tswana yang nushana. Look, Tswana's are stingy people. You can never say that. Um, my colleague made a mistake. There's a, it's, a, it's a term that's just used um, when they say, uh, it's, but it's a very derogatory term. But people use it very loosely and assume you won't take offense. He was taken to the BCCSA here to apologize. So there are certain things we need to foster 
and that will always take priority in terms of how it's placed. And station-originated content is the content, I won't say that's given priority, but it it's, it's goes, goes through more vetting processes. Because, for example, content that we'll receive from outside, there hasn't been somebody um, who is authorized by the station, for example, to vet the correct use of language. So you'll find that the way a certain word is pronounced, I come from the south coast of KwaZulu-Natal, so we say, Uyai, but Isizulu A says, Uyapi. So the danger in receiving content that's curated externally is we'll receive something that says uyayi, and inasmuch as that is an acceptable way of speaking, on the platform we can't use that because we've got to speak isizulu a, which is what would be taught in, in matric somewhere. So that, that's the first thing in terms of the challenges that we face and how we then determine acceptance of content because it needs to be strictly fitting within, within, um, within, for, for the platform and within the parameters under which we, op we operate. Secondly, in terms of the content that we receive and how it's placed, QM means amount of listeners at a certain time, 15-minute time channel during the course of the day. We obviously are aware of the waves, time spent listening, what people listen to, what people enjoy, what people respond to based on research at certain times of the day. And we will place content in those spaces. But we also have various divisions within the SABC. So you might find that time that is allocated, for example, for SABC education on Ukozi FM is allocated between three and half past three for the teen programs, and for the more adult programs, it's allocated between eight and nine, because that is what has been indicated as the feasible time. And also, it mustn't then compete with, for example, the Isindebele radio station, which is an Nguni radio station, which then another person could tune to, and then we then lose listenership. So we've to segue it very, very carefully. And so that's why you will find that you're given that time, and it might not make sense. But if you compare with where you've been placed on another station, you'll realize that there's actually a running in terms of there'll never be an overlap that two radio stations run SABC education at exactly this time, and your content will then overlap. So there's a very delicate balance that we strike with it. I hope I've answered. <laughs> um, hi, my name is Yabonga. Um, I'm one person who's very interested in culture. Um, just, I just want to know, um, as, as a young person, how do we make sure that we stay intact with our culture in, in this industry? Because I've noticed um, that as a person who was born here in Johannesburg, there's quite a lot of things that I don't understand when I go back home. So how do I make sure that I stay intact with my culture and my language in this industry? How do you make sure? <laughs> <laughs> because e even as it is, for example, on 9 to 12, we've got um, on Wednesdays, Dr. Vivi Om Nkiz, who is himself a radio legend, um, who also happens to be a traditional healer, who also happens to have a doctorate in African studies, and he's on Jabulu Jule every Wednesday, and he does a feature called Ingo Noyom Sam. And he's got books published as well. Um, and these are the things that we will all refer to in, in, in formulating our content. So in as much as, as I may say jokingly that listen to Ukoz, uh, we've got quite nutritious but tasty content that we provide. And just interact with the substance of it a bit more. You know, the, the more you read Isizulu books, the more you will understand the nuances, the more you interact in the more you will, I mean, basic thing. Urban setting won't happen. So just, just, in, just yeah. In Sibin we like to say, maybe la. 
That's the only way I can put it. Okay, in the interest of time, please um, just try and keep your question as succinct as possible. Uh, hello, my name is Zinok Tulam Konazi. Um, you spoke of, and I'd just like to say I was introduced by um, your radio plays into radio. Like when I was young, I was like, that's why I'm going to go into radio. Okay, my question is, you talk about your mandate being educating, uh, informing, and infusing culture into that, and taking into account that culture is evolving. So how do you do all of that, and then also easing your listener into Uguti, culture is evolving without ruffling any feathers? Sure, it's a, it's a very, very delicate balance. Um, for, for example, I'll take a, a, a basic example. The, the Maskandi genre, the example that I made. Before, women were always in the background. Before, women were always in the background in any sector. The very fact that we've got Uimipi and Umdonzo now doing Skiangengom, which for decades, close to 20 years, was done only by men. That is indicating an evolution of culture. The books that we read, the dramas that we play, I, I think um, you heard on the audio how we used to greet and invite the listener in through the radio, radio drama. We would go into the whole salutation of his isilo. Now we go straight into the radio drama because we are maintaining that culture of the radio drama and the message is now more in the actual substance of the drama versus the salutation and, and greeting. But there will be platforms. For example, we will refer to each other at work through Itagazelozet. The, the, reality, the reality is that our kids, 9, 10 years old, just ask them to ask them. As they say, challenge is huge. But in, at work, we will refer to, to each other. With is Tagazelozetu, unless you are me and my surname is English and I can't, because then from listening will know what from listening, so we will keep that going. We've got a feature um, on, on the morning show, as I said, where we take basic phrases. We, we did a, a compare and contrast between Iskos and Isizul. What is in Dombing is close, what is in Dombing is Zul. What is opposing is close, what is opposing is Zul. Because the reality is that we are losing that. And that is how we're trying to bring it in with the very, very basic. There we go. Context. Unfortunately, I have to interject. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nongabo. It was a fantastic presentation. I was given strict instructions to end the session. I really apologize. But there I say, I also listen to Tokambia. So. Um, yeah, I'm down. I'm in there. I listen to Ukosi. Yes, I do sample the station. Yes. Okay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That ends the session. If you'd like to ask your question, perhaps you can pop next to her right now and pose your question to her directly. Thank you. Thank you. They told me everybody's 15 minutes in a different time zone.